Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today, August 5th, um, we are reading from the big book on page 76. The third paragraph beginning, now we need more action and ending with, remember it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths to for victory over alcohol. Um, the reference number, the readers for today are, um, reader number one is Lauren N, number two is Jen A, and number three is Martha Z. For the steps, I have Felicia S, and the traditions, Wendy M. The reference number for yesterday is, uh, at 7 a.m. is 17485, 17,485, and at 10 a.m. for the 4th, August 4th, is 17,000. 486. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask uh, Felicia S. to read the 12 steps. Felicia? Good morning, all. Thank you for your service. I'm Felicia S., recovering compulsive overeater from New Jersey. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Felicia S. Uh, Before we get to the traditions with Wendy, I just wanted to say that I made an error with the 7 a.m. 
number for 7 a.m. meeting yesterday. It's not 17485, it's 17483. Um, 17483 for yesterday at 7 a.m. Okay, now, um, Wendy M., if you could do the traditions. Good morning. This is Wendy M. I'm a compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina. These are the 12 traditions. Our common welfare, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you, Wendy M. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions, directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the, book, to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book um, on page 76, the third paragraph, beginning with now we need more action and ending with, remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. Um, so with that, I will ask uh, Lauren N. To, to read. Good morning, Nancy. It is Lauren N. from New York, a compulsive overeater sugar addict. Now we need more attention without which we find that faith without works is dead. Let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list of all persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took our inventory. We subjected ourselves to drastic self-appraisal. 
Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and to run the show ourselves. We haven't the will to do this. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. For me, it's victory over food, victory over sugar, victory over my thinking, victory over my behaviors. I was willing to go and still am willing to go to any lengths to achieve the serenity that I have in my life today and that I get to live every day. I was morbidly obese, 287 and a half pounds, came back crawling into these rooms after my second bariatric surgery while I was gaining weight back, had diabetes, and was killing myself one day at a time with food. Today, I live happy, joyous, and free. I wake up before my alarm goes off for a two-way prayer meeting that starts at 5.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. I never, ever could have seen this coming. I go to bed without being reminded that I need to go to bed because I am falling asleep at 9 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. I used to be a night owl. Never would I have seen this coming. I have gone to any lengths any lanes and will continue to go to any lanes to keep this program alive in my life. Made amends to all the people that I have hurt. And I'm sure I'm supposed to make amends again because I've heard it now three times already today that eight and nine are where it is and where several people on my two-way prayer meeting were at. So maybe I need to re-examine whether I need to go back again. Thank God I have found that I can show up in other people's lives today in a way that is not my will run all over them. I can be kind and loving towards them and others and myself and accept everybody as they are. Most of the time, I happen to be a little human, so some of the time I screw up. But thank God I'm able to remember that without doing this program 100% all the time, thank you, Nancy, I will be back in the food again tomorrow. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lauren N. 
Um, okay, it's time for sharing. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared at any of our meetings, um, in, um, either uh, Wednesday or Tuesday, um, we ask that you step, by, step back and give somebody else a chance. Um, and please give your name once so that I can hear you. Who would like to share? Lisa B. Lisa. Donna S. Donna. Suri. Anybody else? Rachel K. Rachel K. Get a few more. Lisa G. Lisa G. How about one more? All right, we'll start there. Lisa B, go right ahead. Hi, good morning. My name is Lisa B, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Thank you, Nancy, and thank you, everyone, for service. Um, well, the word victory really jumped out for me. I love that word victory because there's so much hope in this program. It is a miraculous program. It's not a magical program. It's a program of action, and that's the other word that jumped out. Now we need more action. It is an action program. I can't just sit, you know, and, and read. And at this point, you know, pen to paper, that's what I've done. You know, I have pen to paper and I have my harms list and I have my resentment inventory. And, um, but you know, when I read in step eight in the AA 12 and 12, which I love using as also a resource, it's telling me that I actually need to redouble my effort. So all the work that I put into writing step four, I actually need to redouble my efforts in step eight, you know, so double how hard I worked, you know, and, um, it helps to have someone that's gone through the work before me that's recovered a spiritual awakening, has neutrality, has a good working knowledge of using this book as a set of directions and can share with me her experience, strength, and hope about step eight. But step eight is just step eight. You know, it's not the amends yet. But when I read in step eight in the 12 and 12, it's also telling me that um, I must not exaggerate my defects or others. And it also does mention the word, I think, forgiveness. I don't know that I see the word forgiveness in the big book, but in the 12 and 12 and step eight, they do talk about forgiveness. And that's where I'm starting to wrap my head around of I'm going to be um, making direct amends to all. It's making a list, you know, to all. And that's so scary because sometimes the people on my list, I might think, well, you know, why do I need to make amends to them when, you know, they just harmed me and, that's where um, working with someone helps and realizing that step eight is just step eight. It's just the list. I'm not doing anything yet, but I'm, I'm redoubling my efforts. And then I also like in the 12 and 12, it talks about a quiet objective view will be our 
will be our steadfast aim, you know. So a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, but not sitting on this too long and looking at my harms inventory, my resentment inventory, going to God, going to my fellows and redoubling my effort. So with that, I pass and thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Donna, and I'm sorry, I didn't get your last initial. You're up. What's your last initial? Donna S. Okay, Donna, you're up. Go right ahead. Hi. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for your service. Um, It's funny that um, this paragraph came up this morning because um, yesterday um, I was taking my walk, and um, I do that frequently. And I have a nine, I had a nine step amend to make to somebody. And it was funny because when I was walking, um, this person lived a few doors away from me and I work with this person and um, I never see them normally. And on my walk, my, as I was walking, my husband was going off to work and he texted me that this person was walking around, you know, the whole, it's like a two and a half mile walk. And, um, and I said, oh, it looks like I'm going to meet right face to face on the walk with this, with him. And it was funny. We did. We met face to face. And um, they were on my list. They're on my um, ninth, cent, ninth step amendment list. And there's one other person left. And I didn't, re- you know, I had a plan where I was going to do this ninth step with this person. But it was funny because my higher power had a different plan than I had in my mind how I was going to do it. And honestly, um, when it came, it was, it just, it came. And I knew I wasn't going to just walk right past him and not say anything when nobody's around and we're alone. And we, and all I had to do was make do my nine step of men. And I did it. And I I don't think I've ever talked to this person in seven years, but in my business, it's kind of like, um, it's very competitive. So um, we ended up talking for over a half hour and talking about things and every, you know, and I made my amends. And honestly, I, it was a big relief because I, uh, I didn't really think I was going to ever do it, but I really believe that higher power put him in my path just so I can um, do this and get the relief. Um, and I'm, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Donna S. Suri C., you're up. Hi, Suri C. C. Compulsive Overeaters from Connecticut. Um, Humbly asked us to remove our shortcomings, and yesterday we all spoke about um, step seven. Today is eight and nine, and I, in my perfectly perfect imperfections and still doing something which is showing up to these meetings and acknowledging where I am yesterday I challenged somebody who has a lot of pride to swallow their pride and talk to a parent about a kid who bumped their lip and the parent was upset that their kid was walking around with a lip that was bumped and I Challenge the teacher past her point of comfort. Um, and in doing so, I said, you know what? I want you to go talk to the parent 
and I'm going to help you with this tablecloth. Well, God had the last laugh on me because I slipped and bumped my lip while taking care of that tablecloth for the teacher who I embarrassed. I can't. I need to stay humble and I need to apologize to this teacher and I need to understand that if I want to lower my pride because I want to invite God's power into my world and I'm aware of that and that's a conscious choice of mine it does not give me the right to step on anybody else's pride because they have to learn what I'm learning and that um, was humbling for me today and um, is an amends I must make today as well. Um, with that, I pass. Thank you, Suri C. Okay, Rachel K., you're up. Rachel K., Hi. star one. Okay. Hi. Sorry, can you hear me? This is uh, Rachel K., yep. compulsive over good. from Faye. Thank you, from California. Um, yeah, boy, I know in the 12 and 12, a couple of chapters ago, it says this step separates the men from the boys. I don't know. It seems like six through nine really do. This is not, a, a, these are not steps for the faint of heart. And I love that um, someone brought up, you know, eight is not nine. Because I remember when I went through the steps the first time, I had to remember, okay, eight is not nine. I'm just, I'm just making a list, you know, I'm not making the amends. I'm just making a list. But, you know, I do also like that it says we are willing to go, remember, we are willing to go to any length. Because even today, and by the grace of God, I haven't picked up food in a couple of decades. And, um, you know, the, the compulsion has been removed. But I, I still have to remember because, oh, my gosh, I still, those character defects still pop up. I still lie, y'all. I mean, <laughs> the other day, um, I I was talking to a friend in program, and I lied. And it was a stupid lie. It was one of those just stupid, like, I could have as easily told the truth, and I just did it, I guess, to make myself look a little better. And I wasn't even done with my walk. It was I was talking to her during my walk, and I realized I just lied to her. I got to call her back. And I was like, oh, man. But um, I did. So, you know, I called her back, and I said, I'm, you know, and I apologized. And I realized, you know, my sponsor, when she took me through the steps, had me write down my amends to each person on a three by five index card, not, not, not a four by six, a three by five. The reason why it was three by five is I could only fit one or two sentences on there because anything longer than that becomes, oh, please don't be mad at me. This is why I did it. You know, don't hate me, don't hate me, don't hate me. Now, I just got to say what I did and I'm sorry and, and let there be silence. And that's what I did. And because, and, and of course she was gracious about it, but even if she hadn't been, that's okay. Because remember, I'm willing to go to any length. I will, I will do, you know, I have to be reminded, I will go to any length not to be in the hell of the food anymore because I could go out tomorrow. I don't know what lie. It may not be that one. It may not be the next one, but 
I don't know which lie is going to put me back in the food, is going to knock that um, connection with God out of whack. And I can't afford that. I can't afford that. I, I don't know which one. I don't want to make that gamble. I, I am. Thank you. I don't like those odds. So anyway, thank you. Love this meeting. Thanks for doing service. And I'll pass. Okay. Thank you, Rachel K. Lisa G., you're up. Hi. Hi. This is Lisa G. from New Mexico. And yes. Today, I'm just ever so grateful um, to have the understanding of these steps and this way of life. Um, I never got it when I first entered the rooms many years ago, why there would be people standing up and saying how very grateful they were to be a compulsive eater. I wanted to just slap them. I just was like, what? I couldn't understand that whole concept. And Today, I'm just ever so grateful, and I am one of them uh, because, you know, living in these steps and working steps eight and nine, I realize what a gift it is, Um, you know, because for me, every day life comes up, and, you know, I've had incidences with family and friends, and uh, particularly lately one with a brother, and I'm grateful. I was able to acknowledge my part and make amends. And he reached out because I thought for sure the relationship was severed. And because of these tools and God granting me the willingness, um, I'm happy to say that he reached out and, and we're starting to communicate. And this program is just, it's so much more. And and I didn't get that for many, many years. I kept wanting to treat this as a diet, and it is definitely not a diet. Um, for me, it is a way of living, and I want to live that. I work on that every day to be the person that God has designed me to be. And um, with that, I'll pass. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much, Lisa G. Okay, um, we'll take another list of names. Again, we're on the third paragraph on page 76. Now we need more action through remember it was agreed in the beginning that we go we would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. Who else would like to share? I think there was a voice there. Martha C. Loretta H. Loretta H. Nancy L. Nancy L. Rifka R. Rifka. Shanna C. Shanna. Melissa W. Melissa W. Noreen D. Noreen D. All right, we'll stop there for now and see where we end up. Okay, Martha, go right ahead. Thanks, Nancy. Good morning, my friends in recovery. This is Martha C. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, recovered by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. And it talks about, it starts with, now we need more action, without which we find that faith without works is dead. And that's a a quote from the book of James in the Bible. And I I love it that it is, uh, I've heard that it's um, Dr. Bob's wife Anne's favorite Bible verse. So I looked up 
what Faith Without Works is Dead um, said, and it said, to live consistently in light of what you say you believe. And then um, it was talking about step eight, and it was like, we have a list of all persons we'd harmed to which we're willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory. So we've got that list, like it's all those people that are, you know, with the resentments and the fears and the harms done. And Anyway, and then um, I love the part, you know, it, it's talking about, in step nine, it's talking about how we're attempting to sweep away the debris, which has accumulated our effort to live on self-will. And it says, if we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. And I have written in my margin that that's the step eight prayer. So um, going back to faith without works is dead. Do I live consistently in light of what I say I believe? So on 53, it says either God's everything or else he's nothing. So I want God to be everything. I That is what I say I believe. But when I'm scared, he's not everything. And... Um, so I, you know, I've got to get recentered and, you know, get do my 10th step and get recentered and and um, come back to having Him be everything. But that's very that's hard. And I, the consciousness of the presence of God is the most important thing in my life. That's what I say. And so, is it really? You know, it, I, you know, again, you know, I'm, I'm challenged to look at that. And do I practice these principles in all my affairs? And um, on page 19, it says, we feel that the elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes and occupations and affairs. Um, do I go to any lengths for victory? <laughs> um, I did in the beginning. When I went to treatment, I, I did whatever they told me. I didn't care. And I have come home, and by the grace of God, it's been it's over 30 years later, and I still you know, I pray for the willingness every day to do whatever I need to do to recover. So it is, um, I, if I knew in the beginning of this whole thing how much I would have had to have done, I know I would have run the other way. But it was never too much just doing one thing at a time. And um, so anyway, so today my recovery is the center of my life and all my other activities time. around it. Okay, so I just want to say... Um, the way I live, it's it's not an activity. It's it is um, that I fit in. It is the way I live, and um, eating compulsively is emotional and spiritual death, and I don't want to go back there. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Martha C. Loretta H. You're up. Good morning, Nancy, and everyone who saves my life on this line every morning. This is Loretta H. Recovered, lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. Somebody talked about spiritual surgery last week, and this is another process in that spiritual surgery, eight and nine. And amends means to mend. So because I am mending my heart, as I've talked about, I need to do this so that it gets softer and softer and softer so that I can bring and be of maximum service to God and others. And my sponsor, which is, I've been also in program for a couple decades with God's grace and mercy. Um, this I just did a last year a step for my marriage uh, and other people in my immediate inner circle. And 
this is the first time I've ever done this, but she actually had me write letters to all of them even before I um, presented my amends to them. And um, I keep hearing the word write it to write it because we've written our inventory and looked at that and digested that and found out who we need to um, bring about that um, amend to. And so uh, writing that letter was really interesting. And then I read it to her before I even made the amends to make sure that I was uh, doing it not for the sake of myself, but for the sake of actually changing my behavior into that relationship. And it was very rewarding and just um, revealing, too. And because of that, um, right now, I need to do another spiritual surgery on a situation I'm having. And my sponsor, again, write it to write it. So this past week, I've had to do a lot of writing about this situation because for me, that's part of the spiritual surgery is to look at my side of the street because I do want victory over food because I lived in the disease for 54 years and several times almost um, either got very seriously injured or died because of it. And today, God has saved my life. He's opened my heart. But I need to do this work, the action of these steps. I need to mend any wrong I've done. And then I need to find out what they need from me, not what I need from them to correct my behavior. And with that, I pass. God is good and this program works because I'm living proof of it today. Victory over food. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Loretta H. Nancy L., you're up. Good morning, and good morning, Nancy, and thank you for being here. I thank everyone who has shared uh, your strength, your your hope, uh, and your experiences this morning. Um, I love this program, and I live it every day. Um, Am I still on? You are. Nancy, now we lost you. Okay, I think I'm back on. Yep, Uh, you're back. Okay, I'm sitting here chatting away to myself. Um, I work this program every day, and this week I've had a wonderful opportunity to work Step 10 in a different way. Uh, I do my Step 10 every day to ask God what I have done, if I've done anything to harm somebody or to hurt someone. Um, but this week, someone did a very hurtful thing to me. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'll do a Step 10. And then I thought, I didn't do anything really didn't do anything to them but the relationship was broken because my feelings were hurt and I was not being spiritually open to toward that person because I was still feeling hurt and after much much prayer over that 
I knew this person's not in the program. They know nothing about doing a step 10 or making amends. But I thought, I do. I know the program. And while I wasn't the word, the one who put out the hurtful words, I can put out the words for recovery. So God laid it on my heart after prayer to be the grown-up and go and even though I didn't say the words, to go and make things right. And so I thank, the, I thank God for my God, the God of my understanding, that, that he guides me through whether I've done something wrong or somebody done, has wronged me. I don't want relationships to be broken because that breaks my relationship with my God. So I love the program, and uh, I love all your shares this morning. They've been so special, um, but I will pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Nancy L. Rifka R., you're up. Hi, it's uh, Rifka R., recovered by the grace of God in Baltimore. Um, I just wanted to focus on the word willing, uh, willing to make amends, Um there was somebody that, uh, a woman that dropped out of my life nine years ago. Um, she had felt hurt by something. I didn't think that I had done anything, but like the last uh, person shared, the, the the relationship was was damaged, and I had no way to get in hold of her. I mean, she was in a different country. There was no, I had no information in any way how to get hold of this person, and for nine years it kept popping up, like, you know. I don't know how to get a hold of her. I just don't know how to get a hold of her. But um, finally, uh, uh, last month, I said, God, I so want to be able to make amends if I did do anything that hurt her and and just, you know, repair the relationship. And I really, really, really want that. Please make that happen. Um, well, the next week... My three-year-old grandson, who lives in a different state than, than I live in, and this person lives in a different country, um, was playing with his mother's phone, my daughter-in-law's phone, and um, randomly sent like a message to this WhatsApp group. Uh, and she happened to see it, um, my daughter-in-law, neither of them knew knew each other or knew that they were on this WhatsApp group together. They both said afterwards they hardly ever go on this WhatsApp chat. But this three-year-old randomly sent this message, and she happened, and she had just changed her little icon picture to two of her sons. Um, and this woman saw it and said, oh, uh, saw my daughter-in-law's last name and said, oh, my goodness, that looks that looks just like um, my son, my you know, my uh, my Rifko's son when he was that age. And she texted my daughter-in-law, and she said she wanted to get in contact with us. So I was a show. My daughter-in-law you know, uh, posted it on the family WhatsApp chat that this person, who she doesn't know, you know, she told the story. Her you know, son randomly sent this thing, not knowing what he was doing. And I was able to make contact with her. And we spoke for an hour, and we repaired the relationship, and we cried, and it was just the most amazing God story that when I really, you know, I thought that I was willing before, but I don't know why, you know, at that point I just said, such a heartfelt prayer to God, please, I so much want to repair this relationship. 
And then this thing happened, which was such a God story. So anyway, thanks for letting me share, and I'll pass. Thank you, Rivka. R, uh, Shanna C., you're up. Good morning. This is Shanna C., um, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Eater in Tennessee. Um, I say it every time I share just about that I, I what a gift it is to be abstinent and to have this way of life. It's truly a miracle for me. And uh, to be able to be given the opportunity to go back and repair the damage. <clears throat> Sorry, I get a little emotional sometimes. Um, to to actually have a change of heart um, through going through the first uh, seven steps, that, that, and that actually changes my heart and changes my mind. And thank God we get to change our minds um, in life, especially here. In fact, I, I needed to change my mind about a lot of things. But for the longest time, I held on to some of my old ideas for so long, including um, my opinions of different people and how relationships ought to be, according to me, and, and you know, because I thought that that's I thought that's what I needed to do. Um, but here, in the process of going through the steps, I get to change my mind um, about these people, and my heart gets to change. And um, that really, at the very beginning, is is, is the beginning of the amends is really seeing how powerless I am over this, over my eating and that being a symptom, then changing my mind that, you know what, there may be a God out there that can help me too. Maybe this thing can work for me too. And then step three was, you know, maybe I really can trust a, a kind and loving God. And, and oh, well, step four, maybe I really can take this inventory. Uh, maybe I can actually face and be rid of the things that are blocking me off in step five. And in step six and seven, where I become entirely willing to have God remove these defects. And it's, and it's, you know, in six and seven, which leads up to eight and nine, right before eight and nine, um, that's where I, I really truly see that I cannot change myself by myself. I must have a power greater than myself because these defects are embedded. You know, these habits of thinking and acting are, are that of years. Um, and I must uh, uh, gain access to, in, to the power that comes from being in relationship with my creator. And uh, this is a very, very helpful way of doing it. It's going through these steps. And so it is then that um, after seeing my defects, how I can't change myself, um, that I become entirely willing to have God remove them. And it's okay when I'm entirely willing to have God remove the defects, then okay, what's next? I'm, I'm making a list. And it's further humbling. I actually get to see on paper re in real time how my defects have panned out in these relationships. And I get the opportunity to make things right. But because I can't do this by myself, I must rely on a power greater than myself um, to guide me through the immense process so that I don't cause more harm. And so grateful for the directions in this book. Um, you know, following this paragraph as we get on into it, it'll show me directions on how to Time. do each one. Thank you very much. And that I don't have to do this alone. I don't have to be afraid. I'm just making a list. And I'm grateful for the... Uh, transformation that happens as a result of these steps. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Shanna C. Melissa W., you're up. Please, please press star one. Hi, this is Melissa W., I'm gratefully recovered in New York. Um, so uh, who's on the list? People I've harmed um, and those whom I'm willing to make amends to. So. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Um, 
So the thing with me is the person that I, I mean, I don't want to rank them, but the person I really needed to make the amends most to, I couldn't even figure out how they were on my list. Like I did a, a pretty thorough inventory there, but I was like, uh, maybe I, uh, you know, this was my dad, you know, I'm like, but maybe it would be this, maybe it would be that. I like actually couldn't even see my part. I couldn't see it. And so what do I do? I ask until it comes. Right. But like, you know, I, um, what did that look like for me, right? So I've read elsewhere, right? We surrender as much of ourselves to as much of God as we understand. And at this point in the program, when I'm in step eight, like I still have a pretty shaky relationship with God. And um, and and so for me to just like, I, I needed to really like ask people about their um what did it look like for you? Like, tell me, you know, about your, your amends process and Hey, you know, I I think that I need to make an amends to my dad, but I I don't know what this looks like. And I can't see my part. Like I needed, you know, just going to any lanes. Like I needed to listen to women um, and uh, listen to people on the, on the line. And, and when I heard them call them, like, you know, I call myself like a, you know, memberless stalker and just ask them about their experience. And it was not literally until like I guess halfway through I was making my my all my nine step amends that it occurred to me what I actually what the amends was that I owed my dad you know and the book tells me the answers will come if your own house is in order and that was my experience is that I just kept doing the work I kept doing the work I kept doing the work I prayed I prayed for this to God that I didn't totally believe in at that point, that I didn't totally think was there. And I asked all of you for help, and it came. And I did make that amends to my dad. And it was an incredibly beautiful experience. Um, And so thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa W. Okay, Noreen D., you're up. Hello, uh, thanks, moderator, and uh, thanks for all your service. And um, yeah, lovely paragraph. And the bit that stood out to me was uh, we attempt to sweep away the debris, which is, uh, sorry, I'm Noreen, a recovered compulsive overeater from Ireland. Um, yeah, the bit that stood out to me was um, uh, we attempt to sweep away the debris, which is accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will and run the show ourselves. And that was certainly me. And of course, I had the insanity in the illness and didn't see this. I was just trying to survive and um, trying my best, trying to look after myself. And now I can see in recovery, um, I was living on self-will and trying to run the show just to protect myself, not because I'm a bad person, um, but because I have this illness. And and, and that that's what I did. That, that's what we do. We're, we're just trying to survive and protect ourselves. And I had no idea I was as ill as I was. And um now in recovery, it's so different. And the second step, I think, is the sanity has been restored. Um, the God did that. Um, my sanity has been restored. 
I couldn't see it and I couldn't see clearly. I couldn't see anything in my life clearly. I couldn't sort it out from my head because that's where the illness lives and the sanity to see this. And uh, it says in the first part of the sentence, um, it attempted to sweep away the debris which is accumulated. So um, that it's just wonderful that I can have a clean slate and start again. And this debris, it's a lovely image. There's the debris, like a big dumper truck, just moving all the past rubbish. And it says these new structures would take years, new beautiful structures to, to complete. And I find that with my family. And recently I've ticked in the evening review um, to be owing amends. And I don't know where I heard it, I think on this line, on a share maybe. Um, I tick, yes, I do. Whereas before it would only be if something cropped up that day. And now I tick, yes, I do own amends, a living amends, because I wasn't really, I wasn't doing that with my family. And it just reminds me, and I needed the reminder, I think it's from God. Um, I I put down now uh, a living amends, what can I give? Because I still go into what can I take? I still go into how can you help me with this? You know, with the housework, how can I uh, self will run right and the, you know, the trying to arrange life to suit myself. That, that That's what still comes up. And uh, the reminder every night seeing that on my phone is really helping this past week of what can I contribute? So with my living amends is what can I contribute? How can I help them? And I do need it because I've our built in forgetter and they, they really stood out to me and um willing to go to any length for victory over alcohol and the wonderful bit is like I just do my little bit that's asked of me and then the impossible bit my higher power does God does that so um, that's time. any length is just lovely thanks a million thank you bye bye thank you Noreen D okay we have time for um, two two shares who would like to share two more people Laura R Laura R Anybody else? Reggie O. Reggie O. Okay, go ahead, Laura. Awesome. Thank you so much. Laura R., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Colorado. Um, you know, I was just thinking, what? first of all, great meeting, great shares, and how lucky we are that we have come to the program to be able to, um, like someone was saying, have a heart change, have a mind change. And I was just thinking, you know, in the fifth step, it talks about how the alcoholic leads the double life and that we present a stage character to our, you know, out to the world. And my friends know that I'm inconsistent. <laughs> I know I'm inconsistent. You know, I want what the fifth step promises talk about. And not only in the fifth step promise do I, or in the fifth step do I get those promises, but if I don't continue in the eighth step, I can't look the world in the eye. My head is still held down. I can't be a perfect piece at ease. I can't feel the nearness of my creator because I know I'm a fraud. You know, I know it. But when I go out, it says that we go out and now I look at my fellows and I, I look them in the eye and I say, I harmed you. And this is what I did, you know, and what intimacy. And it's, you know, I was thinking about in the fourth step, it talks about that prayer. You know, I'm, I'm upset with someone. I'm asking, you know, perhaps they're spiritually developing. That's what I say, you know, instead of sick. But now I'm looking at someone saying, hey, I was sick. I was spiritually developing. I don't say that, but it's like, I hope they can see that in me. You know, it's so, there's so much grace in this program. 
And the beautiful part about it is if I don't if I don't skimp on this step and I look the world if I look my fellows in the eye and I mend my ways and my heart gets mended like people are talking about, my mind gets changed and I get transformed. I get these blessings on the other end if I continue to do the work, 10, 11, and 12. And I'm in awe. You know, I had to restart my date. I relapsed, and I'm only 70-some days, 88 days in. And by going through the work, putting all the food down, I can't even believe what God is putting in my path. My big thing is I don't show up. I made that amends to my friends. Hey, you guys, I don't show up. And they're like, we know, <laughs> you know, I, I bailed so many times when we made plans on, you know, together and I just don't, don't show up. And my friend said, you know what, Laura, that's okay. We know that 50% of the time that you'll come, which ouch, there's no integrity in that. But I made that amends. I show up now and guess what? God's allowing me to show up in my life because I didn't show up for me either. And this might not be a big deal, but I couldn't do any damn thing that caused pain you know, in life and in, in physical anything because I was too darn afraid to feel it. And now I'm hiking up mountains that I can't even believe. And it came by a fluke. I'm doing things that are physically painful for me. And I'm, and I'm digging, it might be slow. It might, I might be like this little snail, but I'm digging deep and God is getting me up those damn hills. <laughs> and I'm like on the top of it going, Oh my God, I did it. Like, I'm a big girl now and I just can't believe it. And I'm encouraging others to do the same with me. So I, if you're it's new, time. if you're old, like let's keep trudging this road together because it is so worth it, even though sometimes it's hard and scary. But that I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Laura R. Reggie O, you'll take us out. Oh, thank you so much, moderator, for your service and everybody for these amazing shares. I, my name is Reggie O. Grateful to recover today. Um, from yeah, a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And, uh, you know, I when I first came into vision um, in 2016, I went through the steps right away. And uh, with this sponsor, I actually did a 30-plus, I made a 30-plus-year-old amends that I never thought I could make. It had never been on my um, eighth step because it was one I just never thought I could make. It was, uh, it was embarrassing, and it was a professional amends. And... Uh, so I told my uh, I told my sponsor we talked about it and I came to say okay I'll make the amends but could I I don't know you know it was too so I chose to make it to the uh, president of the Men institution that I had been actually chaired a department in for quite a period of time and um, so I tried you know it's very hard to reach one it's hard to reach a, you know that sort of a person but I tried and you know the secretary would call me back and I kept trying didn't work. And so uh, one day, I the, my phone was ringing on my desk, and it was covered with papers. And I like was trying to find the phone. I got to it, and it was the president who had just returned my call. I was terrified. I could not imagine calling her back, and in order to reach her, so I called my sponsor. Uh, he wasn't there. I called a sponsor in another program. He wasn't there. I got down on my knees and like sobbed and picked up the phone and called and made the amends. And uh, it was so amazing um, in that the person, you know, the person was so grateful and said, you know, no one would have ever known. So it was amazed that I would come to, you know, to, to something that no one would have ever known. And, and it was, anyway, it was, it was so freeing. It just changed my life because I had that. And, uh, 
Reggie, we're, we've lost you. Um, so uh, it's also time to close out. Um, so thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second recorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID, I, I did make a mistake, uh, or I, I did and I didn't. The share ID for yesterday is 17485, and the share ID for today, August 5th, so the share ID for August 4th at 7 a.m. is 17485, and today, August 5th, 7 a.m., share ID is 17483. Um, so we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, uh, followed by the serenity prayer. Whoops. Um, will Jen A. Uh, read page 164? Thanks, Nancy. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.